What is the secret to health and human flourishing? To living a life in the fullness of what you could be? What if this whole time, who you were meant to be was already within you, waiting to arise, waiting to expand? Each and every one of us is made to bloom. And each of us together can brighten the whole world. I'm Sarah Walters, and I welcome you to Bloom, the podcast. Envy. Ever felt it? I know I have. And it's a really hard feeling to feel. This emotion of envy comes up when we want something that someone else has, or when we feel unhappy about the success of another. Or you may find yourself wishing that the other person would lose that quality or possession in order to make things seem fair, as if somehow having something means that we can't have it, like that there's no more. They have it, and so we can't. When envy rears its head, we feel fear, anger, and insecurity rise up in us. This is an emotion that surfaces when we compare our lives to the lives of others and then believe that somehow we come up short. And these days, between social media and product advertisement, there's no shortage of things around us that pull on us, playing on our vulnerability to believe that we are inferior. So on today's episode, I'm going to teach you what envy is what worldview envy comes from, and how you can use it as fuel to your own growth. But first, what makes you most envious? What makes me envious? Hmm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is Facebook and social media, because I get to see everybody's amazing lives and happy marriages and well-behaved children. And I immediately think of all the ways that I feel like I am falling short. The older I get, I think it's less things because you come to a point where you are super appreciative and grateful Mm. of the blessings that that I have, that you have, versus worrying about what somebody else has because comparison is such a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's something that I like been working on for a long time, whether it's comparing over, um, um, you know, they're in a better financial spot than my family is, or um, she's super pretty and I'm not, or, um, uh, you know, they're whatever, their kids are so much, so much all that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but like I said, I think, years and working on it has helped me kind of see that now God's blessed me and this is what my what he's given me to use to bless others um you know if somebody has a vacation or has time off or doesn't have to do all the things that I'm doing and um you know even I have felt envy toward my husband when he is kicked back and I'm working hard or um traveling, you know, seeing other people getting to travel and me not being able to because I value that so, so deeply. I envy moms who have it all together. 
I think the thing I'm most envious about is the ability in people to not worry so much. I think that stems from myself having anxiety and worrying so much about my children, my house, my job, um, anything and everything, you name it. Um, and sometimes I look at people and they seem so effortless just going through life without worrying about all these things. And I know in reality that they do have worries, but maybe it's just not always all consuming as sometimes mine is. So I would say that is definitely the thing I'm most envious about, um, most of the time in others. And since I wanted a male's perspective, I asked my husband, <laughs> right before we were going to bed one night, what made him envious? And here's what he said. Probably financial stuff. Yeah. Yeah, people's, um, I don't know, perceived financial stability or, yeah, I don't know. It's just a place I want to be. And then if I see somebody who's there, it's like, oh, I wish I was there. I even took to Facebook to poll what made people envious. And I heard many of you talk about feeling envious when people have the freedom to travel, or people who are successful in their careers, or feeling envious of people who have relatives that live nearby that can help out with their kids. Working moms were envious of stay-at-home moms, and stay-at-home moms were envious of working moms who had careers. As I interviewed people about what they envy, I realized that sometimes it can be based on idealized versions of people's lives that just, just aren't real. Like the parent who has it all together, which I have still yet to meet one who doesn't struggle, or the person whose life looks like a dream, as if they don't deal with the doldrums of daily life and routine. It reminded me of the human desire to escape pain and to seek pleasure. And that somewhere deep within us, it's like we have a need to hold on to this fantasy that somewhere out there, someone is living an easy, pain-free life. And we desperately want to find an escape to our pain. But let us be reminded that the most beautiful and full lives are the lives of people who enter into their pain, feel its sting, and become friends with it, using it to fuel their growth. The same is true for us when we feel the sting of envy. Envy is considered one of the seven deadly sins, and here's why. It can attract and attach you to someone and make you idealize them and believe that there's something real that isn't real or it can make you hostile or even aggressive towards them. It can make you wanna tear down what someone else has. It can rip your joy and your relationships apart if you let it. So no wonder that when these feelings surface, it can be hard to admit to ourselves or others that we feel this way. We can be ashamed that these feelings even exist inside of us. So what we do is we repress it and we shut it down, or we hide it from ourselves and others. This is true especially if you grew up in a religious home like I was. You may have heard about its dangers and gotten the message that it wasn't okay to feel that way, that it was sinful, and so understandably, you may feel shamed 
ashamed when it comes up. And that, my friends, is why I want to talk about it here. Because cutting off from your natural human emotions or not acknowledging them is not helpful. In fact, it actually creates a toxic environment inside of you when you feel shame for simply feeling normal emotions. And when something is hidden and in the dark, it grows and festers. And usually, our feelings of envy rest in that shadowy part of ourselves. There are things that that we can show to the world and shine, and we do. Those are the things we put on Facebook and Instagram. And then there are things that we have a very hard time acknowledging about ourselves. So let's just bring it into the light and just allow each of us to admit to ourselves that feeling envy is a normal part of the human experience And you do not need to feel shame when it rises. Envy happens because we are wired to compare ourselves to others. This is part of what helps us fit in so we can modulate how we behave in order to not be rejected socially. So it can actually be very helpful. Our desire to compare is a really helpful tool for us growing up because it ensures that we can remain socially connected. But what do we do with it when it comes up? Well, if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, then you know that what I'm about to suggest, as always, is counterintuitive. When envy shows up, ladies and gentlemen, we befriend this feeling. We meet it face to face with all the compassion and curiosity that you can muster so that you can use it for good for growth, to help you heal and grow and bloom. You see, everything that happens and comes your way throughout your life is always serving you. Everything. But you can only use it if you open up to what's happening and allow that thing to be your messenger. Even envy. Even envy can be a beautiful messenger sent to you to actually drive you into deeper life, deeper meaning and purpose. As always, what you resist persists. And what you resist and close down to cannot serve you. But when you allow space for it and you open to it and allow it to speak to you, you'll find that it has the potential to expand you into a more whole, confident, and loving person. And here's why. Envy is not bad. No emotions are bad. Some may be more pleasant to feel than others, but none are bad. Emotions give us data, not direction. They tell us what's happening inside of us, but they don't tell us what we should do. We get into trouble, actually, when we let our emotions tell us what to do. And ironically, the more we ignore what we feel, the more it drives our actions. So any intense emotion that surfaces is just your indicator light to start paying attention. Intense emotions, they speak to us, but we have to be willing to listen in order to get the wisdom from them, in order to let them inform us of where we're at so that we can go where we want to go. And what these intense feelings tell us is what's hiding just under the surface of our awareness. 
These intense emotions tell us about the beliefs we subconsciously hold. They will tell you about what you believe about the world and about yourself, but maybe never knew that that's what you believed. So what subconscious belief is usually hiding underneath the surface of envy? If you trace it down to its root, envy will reveal that inside of you, there is a deep part of you that feels that it is lacking, that it is not enough. Envy will tell you that subconsciously you believe you are inadequate. It will expose your shame. Envy is one of our most primitive emotions and comes from the part of ourselves that we have in common with animals. It comes from that animalistic part of our brain that is in competition for survival and only knows how to see the world from a lack mentality. So let me tell you about a lack mentality. A person who lives trapped in this lack mindset or lack mentality lives in a fear-based world of never having enough, never enough money or time or connections or attention or rest or happiness or power or love. And I could go on and on and on. The lack mentality is the belief that the world is scarce and one must compete for their resources. It's a sense that there is not enough for everyone and I must win to survive. It is literally, literally the animal instinct within each of us. And in this worldview, no one is ever satisfied. Similar to hunger, you must continue to consume and fight to get your daily bread. And it's never enough. That lack mentality says, I am not enough. There is not enough to go around. Yet, friends, we are more than animals. We've been given brain structures that animals do not have. We have the ability to transcend this lack mentality if we choose to, to live in a worldview of abundance. So let's talk about abundance. But first, have you ever seen that cartoon where there are these two fish swimming along and and an older fish swims by them and says, morning boys, how's the water? So the two fish stop, they kind of look at each other, and one of them looks over and says, what the hell is water? (laughs) I love that one. I'm going to let that sink in for you just for a minute. When you're so used to water, it can be hard to imagine that there's another element altogether that exists, another element that you can live in. There's air. There is oxygen. And this oxygen is what I call the abundance mentality. As someone who comes from the Christian tradition, this is the worldview that I discovered when first learning about Christ. It was a realization that I could live from a totally different mindset. It was a worldview that I aim to cultivate my mind more and more every day. And it's in this worldview where the really, really good stuff is. It's the understanding that the world and God and the universe is abundant, that I am enough, that there is enough, that I will always have exactly what I need. And because of that, I am free to live and give and never be lacking. 
And it's only in this place, in this abundance mindset, that we can really ever love others well. Otherwise, people are just competition. They either help you or they're a threat to you and they're getting in the way of you feeling like you're enough. So it's been a journey for me, learning to live more and more in this worldview of abundance because we don't ever get rid of these animal instincts that rest in us, right? These instincts that bring up the, the envy and the jealousy and the fear, but we can learn to live above them. And I want to share with you just a personal story of my own envy manifesting and how I used it to propel me forward. So in the past several years, I had a really challenging season emotionally come up. One of my best friends uh, had received a pretty huge promotion and a great opportunity. And though I didn't want to do what she was doing or be where she was specifically, all of my insecurity came out with a vengeance. Now, my friend is a force to be reckoned with, okay? She is wickedly smart and strong and knows how to stand in her power. And with those characteristics, of course, she's going to get noticed and is naturally going to gravitate towards leadership roles. Yet for me, it was as though her advancement made me feel so, so small. It made me feel insignificant and unnoticed and not valuable, I envied her strength and her ability to speak her mind and truth, even in the face of opposition. And so because this person's so close to me and I knew that she could handle my honesty, I let her in on how I was feeling and I talked with her about my envy. I talked to her about how I was feeling like a little girl on the inside yelling, am I enough? Am I valuable? Do I matter? And I realized through this process that that this envy was actually leading me to deeper places inside of my soul that needed attention and healing. And so I allowed God the space to do that work in me. And my healing, it came over time and it crescendoed in a moment of this deep recognition of truth. So there I was sitting in my car looking out over a field of flowers and praying for God to bring clarity and peace to my mind, body, and spirit. And as I looked out, I noticed that the field was covered in two very different flowers. So I got out of my car, I picked one of each, and just marveled at how pretty they were. Yet each were so different and unique. And it was at that moment that I understood I ran into my friend's office and I gave her one of the flowers and I said, this is you. And holding onto the other flower, I said, this is me. We are each so different, each so unique and blooming in our own special way. And in my heart and mind, I was allowing myself to be me and trust that good things were up ahead in my path. And I was also celebrating her being her with good things coming along her path and recognizing that we each could spur each other on into our continual growth. So going through this helped me stumble into this deeper knowing of this worldview of abundance. I got to 
feel deep inside of myself my enoughness and my friend's enoughness, that there is abundance all around us if we allow ourselves to see it. And enoughness is not about perfection. It's not about perfection. Enoughness is about recognizing that even in the perfection, we are enough and it is good. So here are the two things that I invite you to do when you find yourself envious. They may seem like the opposite of each other, but they actually complement one another. So one is about being right where you are, and the other is about going somewhere new. So first, be right where you are. Let the feelings of envy be an invitation to find gratitude for what you have right where you are in this moment. Let it lead you to do some work around realizing that you are right where you need to be and you are enough just as you are without having to do a single thing. You can step into the abundance mindset right here and right now because to get where you want to go, to be the person you wanna be, you must find peace with yourself right now. The second thing that you wanna do is you wanna recognize that to flourish as individuals, we cannot stay stagnant. We have a need to grow and evolve and change and learn in life. We have a need to find meaning and purpose in each season that we find ourselves in. So envy showing up can actually lead you into that expansion. It can speak to you about what you want and where you can be growing. It very well may be that that envious feeling popping up is indicating that there's a place inside of you that's wanting to grow, but you may be too scared of that process or afraid you could never be able to do that. It could be pointing you to your untapped potential. And if that's the case, then whoever this person is that is the object of your envy, let them be your expander. See them as a motivator for you. What you can do is you can begin asking yourself, what is it about this person and what they've got and what they're doing that I want some sort of version of in my life? And then put your energy into creating more of that thing that you're feeling called to. In this way, you can find gratitude for the person in your life, that they're mirroring for you your own potential and be reminded that there is more than enough to go around for all of us. So for me, that's exactly what my friend did for me. She was exhibiting characteristics that I wanted to grow in myself, about standing in my power, about learning to speak and use my voice to talk about the things that I believed and cared about. And she has served as an expander, as an encourager to me, as I've seen her grow and thrive. And so allow your envy to lead you into places of healing and also into places of expansion. And I'm just gonna say amen to that because that is the truth. As always, friends, thank you for listening. I pray love and light into your world today and into your days to come. Until next time, mwah!